Welcome back to Awaken Agile. It is our final show for 2021. Thank you for listening all year, if you have. That's really awesome. Um, today, Jordan has done a bit of research for his area on uh, where Spotify came from and their model and a bit of definitions around that. And we talk about that and we talk about uh, consistency and standardization. Let's get into it. Okay, so we, we're going to talk about something else and then we started talking and rambling off. And I, th- I, I said, Adam, that we should just press record because this is good conversation. So, hello to the audience. Good morning, hello, Jordan. Adam. <laughs> good morning, Adam. <laughs> How are you, mate? You know what? I just told my wife um, I'm about to uh, re- record the podcast and... Uh, I said, can you please uh, keep it down out here? You know, yeah. no shouting, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he said, oh, you're working hard. And, and then she went on to say, working hard or hardly working? Yeah, it's a good one. And I'm like, I could be famous one day and then you'll not sook so much about <laughs> if I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, that's true. We could she's just- so supportive. She's so, she's so supportive. <laughs> she doesn't even listen. So I can talk talk about her and yeah. her support for my endeavours and she won't even know. Such a supportive wife. That's what well, you've got to look forward to. Well, my wife doesn't listen either, so. Mm. <laughs> well, okay, it's upon you now. Do that. You're young, so young for... I know I'm copying it for um, the young age, eh? I feel like, do, do you know the show The Nanny? It's a very old show. Yeah, yeah, The Nanny, yeah. 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 You remember the butler guy in that Niles? Niles, yes. You know, he's actually a Yank. He's got this English accent. And like after he got the role, then he's like, hey, FYI, I've got, I'm actually American. <laughs> yeah, good on him. Uh, I feel like Niles. All I do is just um, ordered around to, you know, carry the bags when we're traveling and make sure everyone's got their passport and that's it. And, Clean the house and <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a clean wife either. I mean, I mean, she's clean, but she, does she clean? No, <laughs> and um, um, one thing that she does, and she asked me not to divorce her yesterday because of this. Um, she continues to like feed the kid wheat bix or porridge or something and and that's that's awesome that's great and he eats all of it except you know like it solidifies if you don't the rinse the bowl out yeah yeah the and bowl like, gets crusty yeah and it drives me crazy because then i have to get the scarra out and really put my back into it just to get this off mm-hmm. and so i'm like how, hey, how hard is it to put yes. a bowl in the sink and <laughs> just fill it with water correct that's, bingo that's, that's like a 10 bingo. second job I'm- <laughs> oh so Kids out there, when you're starting to, you know, get um, friendly with with your partner and you might think you want to stick with them for life, do the wheat picks test. You do the wheat picks test. (laughs) (laughs) Because of these things that 
you know, really shit you out down the track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so petty, Adam. I'm so petty. <laughs> uh, I probably do like 10 times worse than she does to me, to her, and she's just, she's fine. She's not petty like I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, look. I, I I do I do chest about this stuff and it does shit me every couple of weeks when it's like there's a list on the board to say Adam's vacuuming and mopping this week and doing all these chores and all that sort of stuff and it's like in in the back of my mind you know I really should be doing fifty percent of the housework anyway because you know it's a partnership and yeah. blah 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 and I'm not a Neanderthal uh, old man like yesteryear that the men would never pick up a you know. Tea, tea towel or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, she does the, you know, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that was that was an unexpected event. Very good. It, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's pick up where we left off, Adam. Because um, we were talking about things, we thought we should record this. <laughs> yes. Yes. I I thought it was great. We we just it was just one it was just one pointer after another, and it. Mainly about standardization in like departments, scrum standardization. Yeah, you you were your you were giving some training onto why we call you know in in an organization why we call things tribes and squads and then like you were doing some research on that. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me start there then. Um, so our company ad- adopts the Spotify model of Scrum and Scale Agile, uh, and so I I did some digging well not really that much digging but just hey you know what was spotify thinking when they did that and um back in 2012 they uh i think they they adopted the, the language the terminology um that they have so tribes um i think squads was already part of scrum so they had tribes chapter leads um tribe performance leads tribe leads um and then so those were those were the roles you had the guilds as well um and then I think all the other ceremonies were a part of Scrum anyway. So I think they've just adjusted the language slightly. Um, why do they? Why do they call it tribe? And why do they call it chapter lead? And why do they call it um, a sprint or a squad? And it, it, after I did some research, I realised it's like language is a powerful enabler for change and culture. And it's symbolic. So a tribe, for instance, means community or family. So when you're in a department, instead of you're calling it a department, you call it like I'm in a community, like, and you feel a, a closer sense of connection with your team members. Um, and, and our squad obviously symbolizes a sense of mission. You know, you can think of special forces or something like that where they've protected protect each other with their life, you know. So, yeah, and then it goes on and so on and so forth. Even sprints, for instance, which is from Scrum, um, instead of calling it a month or a few weeks uh, or a cycle, you're calling it a sprint because it encourages focus and encourages commitment and, like, head down, butt up kind of. And it's short, sharp, fast, not like a marathon. Yeah. So, yeah, I found that really interesting. And so I, I kind of refreshed my department or tribe uh, on that. And, um, and, but what I found even more interesting was um, Scrum's like Spotify started with like one team in 2008 and they were using Scrum. And then as they got bigger, I think they were doubling or doubling every year in size or something like that. Um, they had heaps of Scrum teams and, and they realized that they couldn't implement the same 
specific practices in, you know, in their original team that they could for every team because every team happened to be a bit different. Um, And so instead of standardization, instead of standardizing some of the scrum practices, they preferred agile principles over scrum practices. So some squads were using Kanban, some squads were using scrum, relative sizing, no sizing, no estimates, um, you know, they were taking the metrics like velocity burn down. Some just weren't, and they were taking different kinds of metrics. Um, and so they're all working differently. And I, I thought, well, that makes a lot of sense because it's, I find it really hard to standardize things in a tribe mm-hmm. or a department. And I, I do think though, you need scrum masters in every squad mm. to, to make it work because, um, you know, the scrum master knows what the team prefer, how they work, they understand the rhythm, got the finger on the pulse. If you don't have a scrum master in the team, or even a had a scrum master, a, a stretch, um, then maybe standardization is a great guide for the squads. Yeah, you need someone who's mentoring, coaching the team to uh, to decide what is the best method for the team to work. Um, if you don't have that, then the, the team will struggle to find to find their their method there. Yeah, Scrum Master is there to help find, help the team figure out the best how. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And then continue to improve on that. Yeah. And then if, if the team, yeah, figures out, you know, Scrum's not quite working for us, let's use a different way, hmm. then the Scrum Master is there to help, you know, well, there's, there's this or there's this or there's Kanban or there's, you know, let, let's try it and, and, and see if it works. <laughs> Yeah, and like one example is I recently came in to give about 20 to 30% of my capacity to one squad as the other squad was starting to finish up. Um, and, and they've been in the department for three years and they've been a close-knit team. And I came in and they weren't sizing stories. Um, they put a bit of information in the stories, but um, they weren't sizing and stories were carrying over a lot. And, yeah. and, and someone coming, someone new coming into the squad would think, oh, my gosh, you know, this is – um, not a highly disciplined scrum team, but they were smashing deliveries all the time. They were the highest delivery team in the yeah. um, in the department. Yeah. So yeah. I went yeah. into it going, I'm not going to fix what ain't broke. Yeah. If you don't want to size your stories, but you know what the work is, you know how to do it, then yeah. then I'll leave you alone. <coughs> and yeah, so, exactly. And and I just kind of helped there. I I, I tried to complement what they already had. So. You know, with the sprints, for instance, they were carrying, they had big pieces of work. They didn't have small stories. Um, and, and when we talked about slicing it down, for them, it didn't make sense. Um, and they explained why. Um, and I'm like, cool. Like, if, if, that's, if that's the way you're comfortable working, like, could you imagine if I was to switch them to relative size and slicing stories down, tight sprints, that would be such a disruption to their delivery because mm. it's a massive change. I uh, said, so why, why are you even bothering with sprints if you've got massive stories that are carrying over? Just go Kanban and control your whip. And so that was kind of just a little tweak that we did and it kind of gave them permission to continue working the way they were working. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. If, yeah, if, what, what I'm struggling with at the moment is um, we've got a lot of not struggling. No, 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 no. That's a, that's a, that's a bad word. The situation that we see ourselves in is we've got a lot of teams that are are not high performing like that one that you you mentioned. If if the team has evolved to a state where they uh, where they are high performing and they they're delivering and they're producing value and the customer's happy and the customer's getting even happier, mm. then don't break it. Don't break the team 
just because you've you've come in and you, and you want to you know show how proficient you are in in a methodology, <clears throat> figure out how you can help them to get even better. <laughs> uh, where I'm at the moment, we've got a lot of new teams or teams starting off, or and teams that don't uh, historically have not had a scrum master to help them. So the the area is is looking for consistency. There's their craving consistency. So I, me, I am struggling at the moment internally with the battle of having standards or consistency in practice versus letting the teams find their own path. And without full coverage of uh, scrum masters or, or team mentors or team coaches, whatever you want to call them, without, um, without that, um, we find we need to uh, provide some set of, let's call it minimum viable standard so that the teams get started in, on the right track. So setting them up for success rather than letting them continue to flounder. Mm. Like as a as a as a as an agile person that that kind of um, internally um, I, I'm struggling with, but I know it is also the best thing for the for the area. Mm. And are there full time scrum masters in all those teams as well? Or? Not fully across across the board. We're we're getting there. Um, we do look. We, we do have a lot of. So we've built up a team. We have a team now. Um, you know, I use. A, I like to use a sporting analogy here. So we've gone. We've gone to the draft, and we've got some really good players. And what we want to do with those players is extract their skills to improve the the team. Um, so we've gone out and we've drafted a lot of really good, intelligent smart, skilled people with different skill sets. And we want, I want them to use those skill sets to improve, improve the team. Uh, we're at the point where it's like, okay, guys, show us what you got and improve the, uh, help us to improve the, the area as a whole. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, that's the, 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 the standard thing, standard practice thing is uh, we want to provide, you know, what, what is the minimum we need? Uh, you know what? What is the minimum you need to put into your stories? And here's why. Mm. Uh, what is what is the minimum we need in um, in epics? And how you manage epics? And here's why. And then if they evolve from there, great. That's fantastic. Yeah. So so that's probably the key point there that they don't necessarily have a ceiling to hit. So if they do, mm-hmm. if they do evolve, they can start to once they develop a bit more. They kind of have that freedom to tweak the practices a little bit. Yeah, I I heard an awesome. Uh, I saw an awesome tweet during the week with a recording of a uh, of a speech that was made a long, long time ago. Um, and it was a I think it was a pastor who was standing up in front of a congregation saying practice makes practice makes, and they were showing practice makes perfect. And he's like, no, 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 forget all that, forget that. Practice makes improvement. Yeah. You and he, he then went on to say, you, you know, you must always strive to better your best. Mm. And I'm like, that's teams. Yeah. <laughs> Continuous improvement. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's the mindset. I, I remember um, watching a few boxers and stuff and, and, and they talk about, you know, they don't, they don't, they're not fighting their opponents in the ring, they're fighting themselves. Mm. They want to be there better every time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's, you know, yeah, especially like it's a, good, it's a good lesson not to compare to anyone, right? Like improve yourself, improve the team, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about um, you were saying stand-ups weren't some, one team prefers just the social catch-ups and stand-ups? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, we were talking about this as a group and um, one of the scrum masters spoke up and said, oh, you know, I, my team, I've noticed um, their stand-ups. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to change the stand-ups. I don't want to, I don't want to break the team. Yeah. And so we delved a bit, bit more into that, and that team has evolved where their stand-up is a social catch-up. So they just they get together for a coffee. They just um, talk about you know the day and what you know. It's more of a social event rather than making a plan for the day. But they're they're delivering. They're still getting things done. If, yeah. yeah. If they need to hang around for a few more minutes to talk about, you know, you know, we need to swarm around a piece of work, or we need to, you know, they do it. Um, and that particular scrum master was concerned that he would have to break the team to conform to a standard. So he said, "No, no, 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 no. We don't want you to break the team just to conform. Mm. If if your team has evolved beyond, then don't break the team." <laughs> Keep it, keep it going, keep it up. What is it, shuhari in Scrum that they teach? To learn the rule, become the rule, and then break the rule. Yeah, yeah. Rules were meant to be broken. Yeah. Continuous yeah. improvement. You know, you, your master teaches you how to do things, and then surpass the master. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's brilliant. I think there are so there's so much potential in teams um, that go beyond the the practices. You know, I think the practices are amazing. Don't get me wrong. I I think you know the ceremonies are designed for you know important reasons, and the way we chop down our work, get 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 the work through the board, have it visible. All those values are so critical. Um, I've, I just I love the concept of, of when a team is just gelling and know each other so well, trust each other so well, have fun all the time, and they just smash work out quicker because they want to talk to each other more. They want to work on things together because it builds the relationship more. I mean, oh, that's just a, a beautiful state to be in. Mm. And, um, and, you know, I've had teams where they've been there and they've said, hey, like, I don't think we need to have a retro this sprint. Um, we've got a bit of work on. And- it's two week sprint. Um, how about we cancel? And you know, Scrum.org says do not do that. And <laughs> uh, and we cancelled, and they were fine. And um, and the next retro came around, and um, yeah, there were there were no issues. I would say if it was like if we cancelled three retros in a row, then maybe there's an issue there because mm. are you improving? Um, but yeah, what else did we want to talk about today? <laughs> Um, we originally were just talking, going to talk about Christmas retro, weren't we? We were. We were going to do a Christmas thing, but because mm. this is our last episode for the year. Uh, well, what would you do in a Christmas retro? How would you prepare a retro for your teams? With your oh, that's right. We were, yeah, we were going to talk about, you know, preparing a, uh, you know, it's the end of the, 
maybe it's the end of the year or at the end of the period of, of work, what, what, what kind of themes might you, might you do? The classic one for me is just look back on the year, you know, the year that's gone past. What, what are we proud of? What are we – and make it positive and go into the break with some positive thoughts. What are we grateful for? What are we looking forward to? Hmm. Those, those kinds of things. And you could, you know, theme it up somehow with a Christmas theme. Yeah, and even um, because obviously, you know, the idea of retro is to come out with some kind of action item. Maybe it doesn't necessarily need to be, uh, you know, what went badly and how could we improve that thing? But maybe you could switch it a little bit and go, well, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to do next year? What do you want the team to be inspired by? Or have you got an experiment that you want to try next year? That you, that you want to put on the board for us to talk about. Yeah. Is there something you want to learn as a team? Is there something you want to do together as a team? Volunteer together, maybe. Who knows? Um, yeah. So, maybe like to keep with that Christmas-themed reflection theme and positive instead of specifically reflecting on something bad and trying to improve that thing, it's just focusing on something energizing, something encouraging. Yeah, keep it keep it uplifting, upbeat. Mm. Mm. And and then on the shout outs you can do who's on the nice list and people can put yep. what's on the nice list. There you go. <clears throat> who's on the nice list? Who's on the naughty list? If you could compare oh. the year Who are your who's your Rudolph? Who's who I was about to say that. <laughs> oh sorry. Oh, sorry, I took you right. No, idea. that's good. <laughs> no, no, keep going. Who's your Rudolph or your Dasher? What are the other reindeers? Yeah. Um uh, what's the what's Frosty the Snowman? Was he like? Who's your Frosty? This is kind of I I think it's kind of the you know who keeps everyone engaged and the bubbly kind of yeah. You can make up anything. Yeah. Something who's your, who's your um? Who's your North Star? Who's your Bethlehem or whatever you know the star? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of things you can do. Hmm. Mm. Heaps. Cool. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. That was a- um, Who's the Grinch? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good film. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's some fun conversations. Theme it up on Christmas movies. Yeah. You know, Die Hard is an awesome Christmas movie. <laughs> Die Hard is the best Christmas movie. It's not an awesome, it's the best Christmas movie. Although th- there was a Grinch in our group who apparently Bruce Willis has tweeted that it's- it's not a Christmas movie, therefore, you know, wrecking the hopes and dreams of hundreds of thousands of fans of that movie. The Bruce Willis tweet, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Correct. What's he doing? I know. You're, you're, you're flabbergasted. I am flabbergasted. <laughs> Come on, What the Bruce. hell, man? Come on, Bruce. Just go with uh, it. Just roll with it, mate. What, what, is, what? what is going on? Uh, I hope he listens to this. And, I do. I, you know what? You know, Nick, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get him on. Bruce, we're going to have to interview you. Yep. So, all right, let's finish it up. Uh, good chat, Adam. I, I, I think um, it, it's an important conversation to sometimes just let things go in teams. So, um, if it's if it's the right thing. So yeah, I, I'm glad we had a conversation. Mm. Cool. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. We will catch you. Wow. Next year. That's there you go. Probably a long time away. February, I reckon. Merry Christmas Mm -hmm. and have a safe and happy new year.
Yes. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Adam. Merry Christmas, Jordan. Enjoy your holiday. I will. Enjoy yours. Oh, yeah, I will. Carrying the bags. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's leave it there. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our last episode for 2021. It's been a hell of a ride, and we're not slowing down anytime soon. If you have any subjects you'd like us to talk about, uh, you can email us at awakenagile at gmail.com. Follow us on LinkedIn, Adam Murray and Jordan Bailey. Uh, We also have a Twitter, not a Twitter, a LinkedIn um, page as well, Awaken Agile. So you can give that a follow as well. Um, And have a great Christmas, everyone. We'll catch you next year. Bye for now. What do you get if a dinosaur kicks you in the backside? Erectosaurus. Oh, um, Megasaurus. Ah, uh, oh, I was thinking on. rectum. It's a bit too- <laughs> <laughs> That's very medical. Um, <laughs> okay, waiter. How do you like your steak, sir? Sir, like winning an argument with my wife. Waiter, rare it is. God, it, was, it was good. I it. it was a good story. Like it felt felt more like a story instead of a joke. Do you want me to try one? You try one. You try one. All right. Let me try one. <laughs> <laughs> so you do one, and then I've got one. <laughs> if a <laughs> If a woman says she'll be ready in 15 minutes, she will be. No need to remind her every half hour. My wife asked me why I wanted to be cremated. I told her it's because it's my last hope for a smoking hot body. Yeah, it's a good one. I I told that one to my team yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Can you stop using the same list as me? Never, ever, never, ever spell part backwards. It's a trap. Lame. Lame ass. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm afraid this joke's better written than it is spoken. All right. I just crashed my new Kia. Now I have no Kia. Yeah. Damn it. Nokia. It's written Nokia. It's funny when you read it. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.